Hello and welcome to NeuroShambles, the podcast that aims to shine a light into some of the murkier corners of what it's like to parent neurodivergent kids. I'm Mark Allen, and every episode I'm going to be swapping stories with my guests about some of the frankly ludicrous nonsense we have to deal with on a daily basis. So, if you're anything like me and you're feeling frazzled, overwhelmed and pretty much an outcast from polite society, join me. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Neuro Shambles. Uh, welcome back, Neuro Shamblers. Thank you so much for being here. I uh, hope you had a, a good half term. I was going to say good half term. Hope you managed to get through half term okay. Well done for continuing to be here after that. If, if your half term was anything as fractious as mine, then it's taken quite an effort, but well done. Uh, in a moment, we're going to be meeting a new guest. We'll have a brand new topic of the week. And we'll also be having the the old classics, neurodiversity champions, tiny epic wins and somewhat the flip moments as well. So that's all to look forward to. I'll stop prattling and let's crack on. Meet the guest. Okay, so uh, for a first on Neuroshambles, I have a new guest who came to my attention just by sending me an email um, and <laughs> he, he, he said some lovely things about the podcast and uh, I I thought he sounded like an excellent fellow so um, I asked him to come on and surprisingly he said yes so I'm delighted to welcome aboard Samuel Wilson. Hello Mark yeah delighted to be here thank you uh, thank you for having me on. No not a problem at all um yeah, I, you had some interesting things to say about the, the topic of this week. You actually suggested the topic for this week. So uh, I thought it's only fair to get you on to actually offer your your take on it. But before we get on to the topic of the week, just tell us a little bit about your particular setup. Yeah, sure. So I've got I've got two little people in my life, uh, an eight year old daughter and a four year old son. Um, mm-hmm. Both of them are, are, are premature, which has an impact uh, or hopefully only affects them on the early stage of life but the long-term view is is still a bit unknown so our daughter was born pretty early at 28 weeks so three months early yeah Yeah. and our son was born at 32 weeks so yeah about two months early um so yeah lots of experience with neonatal care and things like that um uh i think our son is neurotypical they i gut feeling yeah yeah exactly (laughs) he's not is he he's never gonna be no way um i yeah i so far i think he is but there's a definite definite let's call it a scent of add in the air with him. okay okay um, it is too soon to tell though kids no, are no, exactly. they're all exactly. bonkers at this age yeah boys at four-year-old right i mean yeah yeah every boy at four-year-old exhibits add adhd it's just impossible to diagnose that yeah but just uh yeah don't count your chickens is what i'll say there i i, I won't know i've learned <laughs> from an early age yeah my chickens are fucked so it's uh yeah it's fine it's absolutely fine <laughs> Um, and yeah, so our daughter, she's now eight. Uh, she's got a number of diagnoses. So, uh, cerebral palsy, which is a big physical diagnosis, right? Uh, CVI, which is cerebral visual impairment. So if any of your listeners don't know about that, it's, it's quite a complex, um, uh, thing that in terms of how someone processes information. So Mm -hmm. her field of vision is very limited to what she can see. And also she can't process fast moving, um, objects. So things like crossing a road is never going to be something she'll ever do because she won't get the process right. information. Okay. Um, and weirdly enough, um, the, the, the how CVI manifests itself is very similar to autism in kids. So it's okay. quite hard with kids with CVI to get an autism diagnosis. Um, so on, on that point, which 
flowed in beautifully. What a segue. I didn't even plan that one. Um, we did take <laughs> her for an autism diagnosis uh, yeah. three, three years ago, but they said she didn't meet the threshold. But then literally last month, her school have put her forward for an autism assessment because they're like, yeah, we're pretty sure. Right. So did you'd spoken to the school about it previously and sort of said, keep your eye out? And... Yeah, the, the school have been really on board. Like her EHCP is super robust. Her INAs are on the case, all, all of that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, so yeah, I think we're going to go down the route and check. And my gut feel is yes, but okay. yeah, if it is, it is, it is, it isn't. Um, what else is going on in our household? Um, yes, a sensory processing disorder. Um, okay. Precocious puberty. Um, uh, I think that's it. <laughs> that's enough, to be honest. That'll do. Yeah, that, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a truly neuroshambolic household you've got going on. Oh, my on God. There. Yeah. It, it really is. It really is. I'm like, I don't know how relevant this is to the conversation, but my, my wife is Argentinian and she's very on the case and very structured in her day to day life. Okay. And as you can imagine, our kids are not. They, they're not following that that kind of level of like organization so yeah, yeah. There's, some, there's some disparities occurring there which is quite interesting but yeah neuroshambolic is definitely the right term i would apply okay. to that for sure uh, well thanks for telling us uh, about your your setup let's crack on with the topic of the week what's the topic of the week so so the the, the reason i got you on to this show is because you emailed me uh, with a suggestion for the topic of the week and it sort of landed in my inbox at the perfect time. So you you email me and if you don't mind me telling people the snippet of your email, you said, sure. I, thought a good, I thought a good topic to cover off would be that of ostracization, both from our kids' view in terms of how they get excluded from more and more social activities with their classmates, but also from a parent carer side. Not sure about you, but sometimes I feel like the leper of seven dials in Brighton, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, struck a chord with me in a way as well because it is um it does feel sometimes that we sort of wander through the world not really fully being uh, included in it uh in a lot of way in a world that is built for neurotypicals totally you Absolutely. know e- even though we're neurotypicals ourselves there are a lot of conversations and a lot of experiences that we're isolated from and uh i'm particularly this week uh, uh, tam is away uh, tam has been away for nearly two weeks now Ouch. so i'm so i am Ow, solo dude. parenting oh my god i feel so solo parenting and one the, the first week of that was half term um <laughs> now in in tam's defense i i had gone away for a week before that for work so it's not like it's all on me i mean i've had my time to i've had my time to relax um <laughs> work is not necessarily relaxing but it's definitely but you'll take it as a break oh my god <laughs> exactly. yeah for, for sure for sure um so uh when your email came in it was this week i was like yeah i've rarely felt so lonely in my own household um (laughs) so so firstly i wanted to get you on to talk about the topic you suggested and secondly just to have a chat with a (laughs) grown-up it's been so long (laughs) i feel that yep absolutely let's do it let's 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 dive into all of that stuff sounds good oh so one of the things I wanted to sort of first look at is, is what leads to this sense of social isolation. And not, mm. I'm sure not everyone feels it, but I think a, a, a lot of people in um, with a ascend family um, do feel it in to a degree. And I think firstly we need to start by saying having kids 
uh, it does lead to a, a degree of social isol- isolation, certainly at the start, when your world yeah. sort of turns inward. You stop looking outward to all, like, all the fun stuff you used to do, going out with friends and like just being spontaneous and improvising. You can't do that anymore when you have kids. Oh, that's, I mean, that, like, I, I had a conversation with my wife on this like very, very recently, and it's the spontaneity I miss. The ability <laughs> just to be like, fuck, let's go do that. Let's go there. Let, all that's gone in your life. Everything yes. is scripted. Everything is organized. Everything is planned. Yeah, I think yeah, you're completely right. Like when you have a kid that, that throws everything out of whack. But I would say in the, in the, the neurotypical world, right, it, it's geared up to kind of create these social bubbles for people who've just had kids. You know, there's a million baby groups that you could have yeah. to go to and, yeah. and, you know, drop in and do all of that. And I remember when our daughter was born, and obviously we went through a, like a really intense time in, in NICU, sorry, neonatal intensive care unit, mm-hmm. which um, which is really tough. And then going to a baby group after that, it was like, oh, no, 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 we're on another level here. Doesn't it? Doesn't work. I'm out of this. And then, All right, it, okay, yeah. So instantly, you're kind of like working your own bubble rather than being part of the, the call it the typical bubbles that exist for for new parents yeah that's the thing isn't it because it's such a different experience and and i think yeah you're right to say that 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 parents of of neurotypical kids tend to find their own friendship circle with other parents yeah uh and that like you say uh that starts out in kind of baby groups and then nursery and then and then school and a lot of that sort of that that commonality of experience is really important of going oh what what stage is your kid at oh my kid's got their first tooth you know my kids had their first fruit shoot (laughs) whatever it is it's like you know the big landmarks in their life right yeah yeah Um, yeah and oh bless them oh (laughs) (laughs) look let's get him down from the curtain shall we (laughs) um but our children have a slightly different timeline so yeah. things don't happen in the same way. Those little landmarks don't happen in the same way. Those those things that you're expecting are, are timed differently. So already from an early age, there's a, there's a disparity between your experiences, which makes it a little bit more difficult to connect. Probably even more so in your situation because of what you went through um, with the sort of premature birth. Yeah, I think so. And I think the, the, the physical aspect is a big a big degree in our life, right? There's so everything, like I would say the majority of our life is geared towards logistics are key it's like mm-hmm. getting from a to b is a massive consideration yeah and that and, and that makes a huge a huge deal and obviously that affects every possible form of social interaction at school like the, you know we, we live in an area we're really close to the school where our daughter goes she's in mainstream school and there's lots of um lots of her um her classmates are live in the area as well and you can see every day after school that the classmates you know they'll go to someone else's house just do that it's like yeah we we can't do that that doesn't work and it's like you kind of get to the point where you're like, it's okay. I, I wish it wasn't the case, but we're kind of okay Is with it. Is that from an accessibility angle? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, and I, I, yeah, I've, again, I've been thinking about this a lot since I said I was going to come on this podcast. And I think there's also a lot of guilt thrown into that as well, right? Because you, you yourself and, and me as a, as a parent carer, you, you carry a lot of shit on your shoulders, right? <laughs> In terms of the responsibilities of your kid. And it, I feel personally like almost guilty to kind of throw some of that shit at someone else and be like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah no, and agree. say, okay, if you're going to look after my kid, you know, you need to know this, you need to know this, you have to do this, you have to do this. And it's like, you know what? I firstly, I don't want to throw that on you because I feel guilty about it, but also, 
I'm too fucking tired to explain it all to you. And, I, and it's just like, I can't be bothered. Like, like I just can't be bothered. You need to write so, a list of instructions, just like a user yeah. manual and go, read that and then come back to me. If you, if you exactly, read that yeah. and you're still on board, let's talk. Yeah, exactly. Page 23. Read that. We're cool, yeah. man. We're all good. We're all good. And like sign yeah. disclaimers and all that side of things. Um, yeah. Yes. And and similarly, my my kids don't make friends as easily. And, and a lot of the friendships that you make in, in that sense um, are through, through through the parents of your kids' friends. Totally. Um, totally you know, yeah. so they end up like playing in a playground and you're standing there. So, well, I might as well talk to this person. And then, you you know, you 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 are kind of bonded by that and you get to know them. And and then you will, you know, you'll do communal activities with them and, and that will be a thing. But because my kids don't really make friends that easily um or crucially for a very kind of long amount of time there's only sort of a handful that are still around now um you you don't really make those those friendships in the same way absolutely yeah like a hundred percent agree with that it's 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 really yeah it's of course it's, it's really painful to see and my daughter has she really annoyingly she had like a bestie like the best girl in the fucking world who was her best friend and her parents had to, they moved house. So she's at a different school now, which is like heartbreaking, but they're still oh, yeah. best of friends. Okay, that's good. Yeah, she's a neurotypical girl and she's just the nicest human being on earth. And for some reason, on the, some level, which I can't quite like identify exactly what the level is, they've just bonded massively. And it's beautiful. That's interesting. Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. And it's like, okay, you guys are besties. Let's, let's maintain that relationship regardless of distance. But yeah, at school, uh, there's, yeah, there's no... There's no close relationships. There's acquaintances and, you know, I might do a playground dance activity with that person or drawing with that, but there's no super, super close bonds. And yeah, if the kids don't have that, you don't have that with the parents, right? Because and that's it doesn't it. exist. That ultimately, that's where this feeling, you know, as a parent of being slightly socially isolated comes in a little bit. Like you, there, there are loads of communal school activities that, that, that again, bring parents together um and i'm just oh like, no, god no, that's not us no, no. it's just like it's like looking at the list it's like you might as well just red cross every single box here it's like oh cool it's school disco night yep not oh, happening no. cool school <laughs> film night no she's not going to do that no, not going to work no and it's like yeah it's just... and i did it once i tried it i went um i went on a class camping trip with jay um uh, i was like I, <laughs> right he likes camping um i like camping it'd be like great i could get to kind of meet the parents but i'm so fucking on edge that i can't relax right? <laughs> so all the other parents are getting pissed by the campfire and i am constantly going where is he where where's he gone and he's like over in the next field somewhere yeah and everyone's like mark how you doing yeah no good hold on I just yeah, look yeah i'll let yeah, you yeah. know <laughs> Yeah, that's it's exactly that. You can't just switch off and just enjoy the moment that you are with other with other adults in that situation. It becomes really, really difficult to do that. And I've got a, a close friend of mine. I was talking to him the other day, and he said that he recently he went abroad with some other dads from mm-hmm. school. They went on like a boys' weekend away, and that kind of blew my mind. I was yeah. like, so how the fuck does that happen? Like, Imagine. how does that come about? Like, I just couldn't even begin to think about that situation. Can you imagine raising that conversation at the school games? <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, do you fancy uh, going to Malaga? <laughs> be like, sorry, who, sorry, who are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't really have that. Um, and Not at all. It's, like, it's interesting because you mentioned earlier, like you used the word, it's like your little bubble and it is a little bit mm. like lockdown, isn't it? <laughs> 
In that Ooh, you, yeah, we, yeah. we have our own little social bubble and very rarely do we sort of stray outside that. We, we're kind of um, locked down in our own way, really. And it's by choice a lot of the time as well. Um, but we, we have our own little kind of um, circle of friends that, w- that we kind of interact with. But rarely do kind of new people come into that circle. Um, Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. It's rare that someone has the, um, yeah, the, the luck, should we say, to enter enter that private that private audience um and i think it's it, it's it's real quality not quantity with friendship yeah. groups yeah, at yeah. this stage right because like, like everyone knows kids and they've got like they're the most popular kid they've got a million friends parents like yada yada lots of social friends but i i would take one two super close friends over 10 you know catch up whatever friends like well, those friends it, have been forged in steel haven't they basically? oh my god oh we're talking yeah gandalf's rod they're there absolutely absolutely Through thick and thin and they are like yeah. absolute gold dust and it is like you you really like if you if yeah you really value those friendships when they that when they've you know they've seen the they've seen the bumpy bits and they're still yeah, here yeah and, and that's, that's it that's so lovely and you know and it is like you're saying, like it's staggering sometimes that neurotypicals <laughs> hang around because it's weird. it's not easy, is it? We're not easy people to be around. We're, we're really not, and like everything we've been through with, with with our kids, it's like it's exacerbated. I don't want to call it the worst in us, but definitely the the most like trickier parts in us. So yeah, it's like anyone who hangs around in that, it's like fucking hats off to you, my son. That's great. That's really yeah, good. yeah. Thanks, guys. Another area that I feel uh, slight uh, social isolation is the WhatsApp groups at school. Oh Again, my it's school related. Um, because I've got oh three kids, right? So I'm on all the WhatsApp groups. Uh, and oh, the... You've got them muted, right? They're, they're all <laughs> muted. Come on, let's be honest. <laughs> no, sometimes I do. But like, I, yeah, I don't know, actually. Maybe that, but that's more isolating, isn't it? I, <laughs> Knowing I, I, that you... you look, you look at the, it's like there's been 412 notifications. <laughs> like, oh, I've missed out on all of that. Yeah. I'll just look <laughs> at the last one. Is that relevant? No, it's probably fine. It's never it's... relevant, is it, Sam? Let's face no, it. N- Never, never at all. There's a, usually like it starts off someone asking, does anyone know if it's an inset day next week? And then there's about 50 messages of people being like, oh my God, I didn't know there was an inset day. Yeah. So you can, you know that you can see one message, skip 50, and you're basically going to catch up with everything else. But but yeah, most of the stuff I think that will happen in the WhatsApp group is just so hard for anyone with a parent of a, of a kid with with any kind of neuro or physical disability to, to get involved with because it's just so not applicable to you. It's yeah. just about let's have this meet up here. Let's go to the park. Yeah, not going to yeah. work for us. All all of that stuff, and it's like that's why you get to a point where you're just like, I, I'm just going to step away from it because I don't need to be reminded daily about how little my chi- my kid is is involved in the in the the norm. I hate that word, but in the in the typical daily life of your kids. It's yeah, just... it is. It's a reminder of of what they're missing out on, I guess. And it's yeah. not. It's not. You know, uh, I I'm reluctant to step away in case just one day someone goes, "Hey, I think my kid might be autistic." It's like welcome aboard. Yeah, let's <laughs> chat, my friend. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's me and you start a separate WhatsApp group. And yeah, fuck the oh, rest I, of them. I've seen that happen in our school. There's been Have factions. Of, oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, like at the first group in our reception, it got. I, it didn't come to physical blows, but it got to a point where the school Whoa. the school had to intervene. It got feisty, and it was really? like, I, "Yeah, I'm here for all of this. This is Did great." They put the pool, the school put parents in detention. Oh that no, they had. Nice. They, oh, that would have been really good. 
but they actually had to email every parent to remind them of the the conduct that should be conducted on external messaging groups wow. about the school. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hardcore. See, I don't. I don't really. <laughs> I don't really involve myself in that. There's been, you know, politics and people sort of getting snippy with each other in that. But I'm, I'm not really present there, which is in a yeah, <laughs> in its own way, a bit weird. I'm just like this creepy stalker. You know, <laughs> you got anything to say about this, Mark? No, I just like lurking. I just like watching you guys <laughs> yeah. have a good time. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> I guess the reason I don't leave it is because I have a bit of a, a FOMO, you know, like a fear of missing out. Like, what if yeah. something really cool? What if I need to know that? I very rarely do. Um, yeah. But I like to know what's going on, I guess, to a degree. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I get this a, a drop off as well and pick up at the school gates. It it feels like all the other parents are really good mates with each other. Do you get that? <laughs> oh, all all the time, like all the time, like yeah. And you're like, hi guys, and you try and make an effort to be sociable, but you're being as sociable as you can within the confines of your day to day life, right? Like taking yeah. your kid in and, and dealing with whatever meltdown or situation is happening there. And and it's like I I just can't be that like you know you know roses and sunshine sociable moment that you kind of want to have with your neurotypical kid that doesn't exist in my world and as yeah, much yeah, yeah, as yeah. we might get on right we might be really compatible human beings but we're just never going to find that out because we're never going to find that moment to explore that it's having that space isn't it to do that because yeah. like i can't relax until the moment my kids are in the school they're like great okay now they're yes. being cared for by the system for a little bit um <laughs> and then i can breathe but i can't relax waiting to go in because you see like other oh. kids will see their friends and they'll run over and go hey you know and they'll like chat and they'll play and the parents will oh it's really nice isn't it and they'll have a little conversation uh the parents will have a conversation um i don't get that because no. either my kid has wandered off somewhere or is kind of about to walk into the road, or is just firing questions at me because um, Otto, in particular, like just as a social crutch, just asks loads and loads of questions, and it's it's with adults. He doesn't really engage with with kids in that same way. So it's very intense right. until they go into school. I don't get that time. I can't talk to another parent. Um, yeah, because you're in disaster management the whole time until <laughs> until they're in there. Yeah. Exactly. I get that. Completely get that. Completely. Yeah. And I, I, I'm sure that some parents think I'm just being aloof or rude. Do you, do you get that sometimes? You think, oh, they, they must think I'm an absolute arsehole. Uh, yeah, I, I know. I've thought about that. And, and this was another point I was thinking. The fact that because you're a parent of a, of, of a neurodivergent kid, and it, from exactly that reason you just said, then you have to force yourself to be like extra, extra saccharine to... to other people so they kind of accept you in that social yeah. school gate environment and you just don't have the fucking capacity to do that <laughs> it's like just like i don't have it in me like I, like we run a 99 percent towards breaking point like we have so little capacity if anything goes wrong and it's like i i can't i can't throw your social needs into the mix on this i just yeah, can't do it yeah, i had that like uh, uh, drop off as well very often by the time i get there I've had a shitty morning. It's been hard <laughs> just getting them dressed, getting food in them, getting them out the house, stopping the brawling, all of that, right? And then, I, I you know, I'm traumatised by the time I get there. And the last thing I want to do... I shouldn't laugh, a... sorry, but I totally get your experiences. <laughs> I don't, like, don't want to have small talk about fucking Bluey or whatever it is you're bringing, right? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm just, I'm just trying to just 
just decompress. Like this morning, Jay was like hitting me and kicking me and like he called me an idiot oh. more times than I can care to remember and it was just like I'm just getting through this I've just got to get through this and he went in then I got yeah. to drop off India and they're all like all of her class are really super friendly and and like the parents are really lovely um because they're often uh I think a lot of them are parents that this is their first child in school so oh, they're, they're really keen and they're really oh, make friends. And it's just like I just want to roll into a ball and just like have everyone leave me alone. They are like really sweet, but I do sometimes. I'm just like I. By the time I get there, I've already been through so much that I just don't like. You're saying I don't have the capacity for lightness at that point. And so when I drop yeah. them off, um, the kids when I drop the kids off. That that ten minute walk home before I start work is my golden time. That is uh-huh. like the, the the solitude is actually welcome for once. Right? Oh my god! Like <laughs> you know, I I love commuting to London because oh, that, yes, uh, nice. that 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 hour and ten minutes on a train, it's like it's fucking sacrosanct. That time I can I can read, I could do whatever I want, and there's no there's no questions, there's no anything else around me and there's nothing I can do. There's a problem at home. Yes. Yes. I'm just there in that moment. And yeah, that is beautiful. I, I, I love, I love commuting to London. Oh, now. Nice. You get a good world. amount of time. I got 10 minutes. That's all I've got. And sometimes <laughs> I have to, I have to make sure that I, I avoid walking at the same pace as other parents, which is, oh, yeah, yeah. is terrible. I had that this morning. I felt oh, awful. No, I was like, oh, they're going that way. I'm going to go the long way around. Just, just not, I don't want to be rude, but I just need to like, especially, you know, after what kind of how the, the stress of this morning, it was like, I just need, I just need yep. to decompress and get my head level before, before you engage with that person yeah the, the old i'm just going to stand here and check my phone for no reason for 30 seconds <laughs> so you could you can pace off ahead and my walk won't match your walk yeah. back down that road love it love <laughs> i'm it. quite good at that now though um <laughs> mondays are quite particularly bad because mondays um i mean in in Jay is very anxious about school on Mondays and, and he hates going into school. So he's he, he's much more difficult to get in. Um, and that's always the time where people go, hey, how was your weekend? <laughs> and they're really, they're really keen, really keen. I've had two days, like, right? Uh, do, you really wanna <laughs> yeah. do you really want to know? Do you really want to know? Yeah, and they, but they're keen to, you know, so they go, well, we had a great, we took Jacob to football practice and we had two class parties and we went to a lovely little French bistro with my parents and on the Sunday we went for a long family walk and then we went to a to a pub and the kids played Jenga and we got gently sozzled. It was a lovely weekend. <laughs> what did you do? I was like, well, I tried to start a board game. Uh, it ended up in a, a violent argument over who got to go first. Some chairs were thrown <laughs> and the rest of the weekend was mainly screen time. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a great parent for it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. I'm doing the best I can. It was the best yeah, for that's, everyone. That's... That I yeah, Mondays are always really stuff like that. I, yeah, I hate that because you've got you've got nothing of value to add. It's like no, we survive. We basically yeah, survive. Yeah, That's the what fact I'm here is testament yeah. to my parenting. Exactly, you should be bowing down to me for me being at this school gate right now. They exactly, don't know. they don't know what we've been through. They got no idea. <laughs> Blissful innocence. God, it's nice. Yeah, and it, and it is. You know, it's difficult not to feel like a social pariah in that, in mm. in those circumstances of, of, and that's the dichotomy, isn't it? Because I think we need to try and be present, so that yeah. we're not isolated, and we have 
very little capacity to be present and and be friendly and and light and uh, a, a good person to talk to. Um, yeah, it's kind of a mirror of of our kids' existence, right? Because we're trying to fit a, a neurodivergent existence into a neurotypical world, which is what they're doing, and it just doesn't fit right at the moment. And it it doesn't feel like the world is quite ready for all of these people who see and approach and yeah and, yeah and view things differently and it's yeah that's exactly our, our experience is obviously not the same as our kids but there is a mirror there's a mirror effect there i think and i'm i'm, I, I'm struggling to know if, if i was going to give advice to a parent of a neurotypical kid who is at the mm. school gates with a parent of a neurodivergent kid i can't even offer any advice on how to handle <laughs> me <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I it's not like, because it's sometimes I I would quite like a chat just 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 take my mind off stuff, but uh, a lot of the time I just need to be left alone. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm super I just... sociable normally, but um, some and I don't know how I can communicate that. How are they supposed to know? Yeah, exactly. That's a really that's a really good point. Like another thing I was thinking of because like naturally I'm quite an extrovert person. But because of the situation you go through with kids with, with neurophysical disabilities, you become like almost hermetically sealed in this in this world and it takes this kind of extroverty part of you away. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. I, and I, I yeah, and so I don't know what you would say to that person because like at the school gates, because what they've been through is so complex. I mean, Jesus Christ, I'd be like, mate, do you want do you want a beer? I know it's eight <laughs> thirty in the morning, but like let's go get a beer. <laughs> I mean, I've had three already. <laughs> yeah oh i know i've got it i know what the answer is you know at what schools they have a friendship bench <laughs> oh <laughs> you know, have one for parents <laughs> oh that's a great idea oh i love that i and love then it's that like, just i like... actually would like a chat this morning so i'm gonna sit on the friendship bench and see who fancies a chat yeah i'm in the red zone man i am in the fucking red zone come and help me out and then they should be an opposite of that i'm just like please leave me alone bench Yes, this is great. I love this. This is this should be society. That's how it should exist. Another of the um, the factors of social isolation is that we. I think early on, it's easier to to make friends with other parents. You do make friends with other parents just because usually it takes a little while to understand that neurodivergency is a factor, and you know that your your experiences are very different. Um, but over time, that becomes more obvious and you lose friends along the way. You know, yeah. people who were friendly then find your setup a bit too challenging, possibly, or they find they have less in common. And so quite a, a few people just drift away, people that you were actually quite friendly with. Have you, have you had that? Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say that like our core, our core friends are old school and they've been with us from like day one of our nice. kids being born which is which is great you chose well <laughs> yeah oh, we did yeah we, we were lucky we we met some good people at the right time and we've we've made some friends along the way and but yeah we've definitely lost some friends along the way because we just don't fit into their guys should we do like bougie sunday lunchy brunchy day and it's like no we can't do that our kids will explode it's just not going to happen it's just not, not going to work you should do it once just so they understand why <laughs> it never happens again <laughs> yeah yeah okay you want us to come okay we'll do that we'll do that um yeah we we, we met some people so I, I think i call you know you're quite cool i'd quite i'd quite like to hang out and then it becomes clear that it's never going to happen because of their kid doesn't have any interest in our kids and yeah all of that just just negates having these relationships and 
it's a, it's a really tough one. It's a really tough one to navigate. I don't know what the solution is to that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, from our perspective as well, sometimes the the kids, Jay in particular, has a falling out with someone, uh, right? Or 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 is not. I think I think occasionally has been perceived as not being a good friend to have by the parent. So the the kid has actually quite enjoys Jay's energy and his uh, his forthrightness and just Jay is you know he's a, he is a ball of light uh, when he's in the right frame of mind and yeah. I, and I think that I think there's a couple of friendships that the the children have been shepherded away because that that wouldn't be their choice of child which is um, yeah that is sad and heartbreaking that's, yeah but... that, that is really hard yeah that's horrible. That you know, that is sad. But then, like you say, the people that stay are the ones you want around, right? I mean, yeah, I, you know, the people who who actively encourage their kids to be familiar with neurodiversity. I mean, that's a yes. hugely yeah. important lesson for people to be teaching their kids. And uh, you know, the the neurotypical families that are doing that, that are, that are integrating with with neurodivergent families, is uh, you know really important. And Massive, very well, massively so. Oh, absolutely, absolutely agree. Yeah. And we've seen that, like this, this um, in in that WhatsApp group spat I mentioned earlier, there was a kid who was constantly referred to as the naughty kid in that group, oh, and it was man. like, and it was horrible. It was horrible to hear that. And it's like he's not a naughty kid. He's got some neurodivergency, and he's had a really fucking tough life. So don't call him the naughty kid. That's really unfair. And so yeah, that kind of uh, there's the labels and 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 the way that people perceive like, okay, yeah, that kid is probably a little bit naughty, and I don't want my kid hanging around with them. And it's like. Why not let your kid decide? Because people make friends with the people they want to make friends with. And if your kid yeah. likes that kid, that's great. You shouldn't you shouldn't as a parent step in and decide, no, you cannot see that kid. That's a crazy Yeah, a crazy I mean I, it wasn't it wasn't as cut and dry as them as them forbidding the, the friendship, but there was just <laughs> you know, the, the, the invites to play dates sort of dried up a bit and, and but, but that's uh, how it works, right? It's 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 not a black and white stop process. It's like, yeah, suddenly, yeah. That you're not invited to that party, and you don't get invited to that party because you weren't invited to that party, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how you get closed off in that way. And yeah, it it, it sucks, but yeah, it's kind of but the way like that, I say. From in terms of sort of being friends with the parents, I'm fine with not being friends with people like that. No, no. <laughs> it's okay. It, it, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. I've got other people I can hang out with which I like, and yeah, quality, not quantity, right? Well, it's not like I've got loads of time on my hands to go out with loads of different people. So actually, <laughs> you know, I do have a, a small capacity for, for friends. So, you know, I'll, I'd rather have a, yeah, like you say, quality rather than quantity. Totally. Um, and there is no one that I feel obligated to be friends with. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes mm. it's like, oh, God, oh, our kids are friends. So we now have to chat and you're t- so tedious. Um, oh, that's, that, I, d- that's I don't have that. Side. That's a blessing, isn't it? It's not just the sort of social isolation of parents at school that is is difficult with uh, parents of neurodivergent kids. Just like just going out in general is difficult. It's like <laughs> non-school <laughs> friendships as well. Because, again, your social circle becomes smaller and smaller partially because going out socially in the evenings is a lot harder than it ever used to be not just because you have kids but like so firstly logistical issues of getting a babysitter is not just a like oh she'll you know you babysit for my kids i'll babysit for yours or you'll get the like you know the kid from next door to do it that our our kids have different 
operating instructions to most kids. And, <laughs> yeah, and it's, yeah. it's not for the exactly. faint-hearted, is it? Yeah, exactly. My manual is in Serbian, and you clearly don't speak <laughs> Serbian. Like exactly that. It's, it's yeah. It's so. It's just so difficult, and and it all goes back to the that capacity that you've got. It's like I just don't have the energy to to try and build that process together to do that. As much as I'd love the idea of yeah, let's go out to that new place, that new restaurant that's open, it'll be amazing. Everything that has to go in place before you get to that point, it's like fuck, man. After this week, I've got nothing left. I just can't do it. I just can't do it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's brutal. It's really brutal. Yeah, and it's and it becomes expensive as well because, like I say, you can't do the the, the swaps and stuff. Um, and we don't yeah. have the support. You know, unfortunately, my parents don't live anywhere near us, and and Tam's uh, mum doesn't live near us, so uh, so we don't really have anyone we can lean on uh, to that degree. So going out together, Tam and I going out together was never very easy. Um, and if, even if you do manage to find a babysitter, going out as <laughs> as a couple is not it's not as fun as it used to be, is it? Because it's really, like, really not. Because we found we just end up chatting about the kids, the admin of the kids, because they're the conversations yeah, yeah, we can't you, have in the house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Have you done the uh, the salt form for the ACP? Is that done? Okay, great, brilliant. Okay. Have you done uh, the blue badge application? Have we got that in? Okay, great. Let's do that. Yeah, it's just it. It goes back to your admin episodes. Those fucking admin just swamp <laughs> every part of your. Yeah, you can't go and have a, a fun, light-hearted conversation about nothing. It just doesn't exist. It's just so difficult. Yeah, and you try. I, I mean, there were times where, like, right, we're not going to talk about the kids, but it just happens because, again, well, firstly, there's just like there's so much admin to do, and it's like, oh, this is time that we can do that. But also. We're not being interrupted. Normally, any conversation that Tam and I ever used to have was interrupted by a child at some point. So it's like, well, this is like, let's get shit done. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Here's the to-do list. We'll we'll do we'll get those four done before the main arrives. <laughs> We're just being efficient. I love it. It's just good. Yeah, I know. And um, you know, we've we've been out before, and because the another factor of this is that. By the time you get out, you're just fucking knackered. Look, I, exactly, don't have, exactly. I don't have the longevity anymore. Yeah, you know? yeah, ex exactly. Yeah, you're getting up at the stupid o'clock to deal with whatever the issue is that's occurred that morning. And it's just it just compounds throughout the day. So you get to like kids in bed at seven, eight, eight thirty, whatever bedtime is, and you're like, I've got nothing. I've got nothing left. Yeah, like, I am. But then you book the you book the restaurant. It's like, all right, we'll go to the restaurant. I, we've we've actually, you know, Tam and I, when we were together, we'd go to a restaurant, and there were times where we just go, oh, should we just go home early? We could <laughs> we could stay out for a drink, but I'm just knackered. Should we just go home yeah. early? And I, I've actually returned before to um to find that the babysitter is visibly disappointed that we're not out for longer. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably relying on that money we're like no, that's, no. That's, that's a bad feeling isn't it, <laughs> it that's is, just like it? yeah we are just shit humans like shamed yeah. by the babysitter <laughs> that's awful god <laughs> another factor of this and this is the thing that sort of happened uh you know that that became a bit more um prevalent with uh mine and tam's relationship is that if one of the other kind of parents uh, of the neurodivergent kid is neurodivergent themselves then as happened with tam they're much less likely to want to socialize this is something Re that, okay. that tam, tam realized um you know tam is is autistic and with adhd but um 
doesn't really want to go out to social events to big social events isn't comfortable and for years and years and years they'd been masking that and sort of like forcing themselves to go out but just burning out early on and having to go yeah like go home early uh until they realized oh this is what's going on and having a a clearer understanding of themselves and going well i don't actually want to go out to these events i don't want to go to that party because i i would i would find it sort of overwhelming and stressful and i don't want to do it so then I wouldn't go out. So that became a sort of a thing. Yeah. So again, my, so, cause I thrive on social interaction. It's really important. I, I'm the opposite. I get galvanized by talking to people and by meeting people. Um, yeah, exactly the same with me and my wife. Exactly the same as that. Yeah. She's, she's like, would rather just near, yeah, you know what? I'm not bothered about seeing human beings. And I'd be like, I'd really want to go talk to people. I like people. I yeah, like yeah. interaction. And that's something you really lose with kids with any disability. Oh my God. Yeah, totally, totally. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's quite interesting that, that then as a couple, you don't go out as much because, you know, you, you stay in and then that, that social circle shrinks even more. Um, yeah. Having said that, for my birthday last year, I did go for a four hour lunch on my own with a book, which was, which was dreamy. Nice. Which was dreamy. Four yeah. hours. So you've got. Oh, like- I- I was it big. boozy? Was it a boozy one as well? It was a little bit. And it was, there <laughs> nice. was a good bottle of champagne involved and a good book. And I just yes. sat there and got stuck in. And it was like, Excellent. this is the best four hours I've spent for a really long time. <laughs> that, that is it. Nice. It's sort of rewarding yourself. Because that's the thing now. I'm starting to, uh, you know, since since Tam and I sort of separated, we, we're having more time to basically have uh, social time on our own. Uh, nice. And that actually is something that wasn't happening before. Is that's actually really nice now. We sort of tagged yeah. it a little bit, so we sort of arrange it that we we have family weekends uh, quite a lot, but we also have a weekend away to ourselves uh, where the other person does the parenting, and, and that's actually something that didn't happen before, and that's quite nice. So I, I end up going to parties. Not like, you know, not oh in my a God. particularly exciting pa- Parties? <laughs> what are these things you speak of? I've heard these but words. Like, but like a mate of mine was like, oh, it's it's my 50th birthday in London. I was like, I, th- I can fucking do it. I can I go. Can, I, can, I can make it. <laughs> oh, my God. No one can stop me. It's my weekend. So I went. Oh, that's and, awesome. Um, and that was really, that was really fun. But um, I also find now in that situation, I'm still a bit socially isolated. <laughs> Yeah. Even if I'm yep. there, because, well, firstly, I've forgotten how to do it. And initially it was just like, I, I don't know how to be sociable anymore. Um, yep. But then, you know, after a few drinks, I remember. It's amazing how quickly it returns, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> and, um, but I, we have to face it. We're not the most fun people to chat to, are we? Well, we're Parents really not. Parents kids. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hi, how are you? Well, I've cleaned feces off the walls this morning and I've slept three hours in the last three days. Yeah. And so I'm about to murder someone. But yeah. And then tell me about you. How are you? Yeah. It's just like, yeah, we've got nothing good to say socially other than problems and the solutions we found to these problems. That's all we've got. That's all we've got. So sometimes you go, you go to these things. <clears throat> I went to the, this party and I got kind of stuck. I, I, was, <laughs> I ended up talking <laughs> to some people who were just talking about, you know, your kids and how old are your kids? And, oh, isn't it a nightmare being a taxi driver and taking them all these hobbies? Oh, I've got to make him choose between taekwondo and swimming and gymnastics. Oh. And, oh, and I'm just like, dude, <laughs> I, I would love to be a taxi driver for one of my kids' hobbies. Yeah. Drop them off, sit in the car, just have a moment would be oh absolutely unbelievable. But so that is dreamy. 
so, but I don't want to bring the conversation down. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to go, a- a- actually, guys, that's not possible because my kids are neurodivergent. You don't want to be that yeah. guy. <laughs> that, that's it. So what do you do, right? Yeah, you, you just you basically, shut up, you, basically. Exactly, right? You don't say anything. <laughs> and then you get more and more isolated. It's like, fuck, how do I stop this vicious circle of existence? And it's really hard. Really, really hard. You, I don't know if you find yourself um, having this where you're listening to people's minor complaints about their situation. Oh, and you're just... oh my fucking God. Like, <laughs> you, this goes back to the WhatsApp group, right? And there's people who are like, oh, I'm really worried. My, my precious darling, he's had a cough for, for two days now. And I'm not, should I take him to the hospital? And it's like, are you fucking kidding me, right? <laughs> like, like, I've spent 145 days in intensive care. Think your kid's going to be all right. Get over yourself. All of this, it's like, oh my god, yeah. But you have to bite your tongue. You can't, you can't kind of vocalize that. Yeah, because you could just end that conversation immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then the other view is we're already pretty ostracized. So fuck it, if we're going to be ostracized, let's go the full, the full whack and be like, go in hard and be like, yeah, this is me. State, take it or leave it. Yeah. Do you have it sometimes? Because sometimes you find yourself in this situation where you meet someone new in a social situation and you're chatting to them and you think oh, this person seems all right yeah this is you know and you're having a conversation and then they talk about their kids and then they ask you about your kids and then you've got <laughs> like there's that moment where you're like how much do i tell you about my kids because i could stink out this conversation immediately if i go in too hard right right so you have a choice to make of whether you just say i've got three kids uh, or whether you tell them the full, the full kind of uh, extent of your your setup, and sometimes uh, you got it just depends on my mood really of of whether I do. I don't always divulge that, and not because I'm ashamed mm. of them at all, but yeah, yeah. I just can't be asked to go into it sometimes. It, it, exactly, exactly that right. It it it's totally depends on the situation, and I, I I maybe you've had the same thing. I don't know, but if you're in a conversation with someone who's kind of pissed you off in some way as a new person, then you can go in quite hard and, and, and drop in <laughs> all of the shit, drive them away. <laughs> exactly. I, I remember when our daughter was quite young, we took her to a swimming lesson, and there was you know the the typical mum who's like, okay, my kid's going to be the greatest swimmer in the world, and they can do all this, and they're, they're like one years old at this point. And she said to me after the class, she was like. Is your daughter okay? She looks a little bit floppy on the mat today. And I was like, oh, yeah, that, that's because she doesn't have much brain left from being born premature. So it's amazing she actually survived and got on the that? mat. Oh, yeah. I said that word for word. And her face just melted. And it's Brilliant. like, yeah. And it's like moments like that are kind of fun. Like, yeah, you could drop those in. But yeah, it, but it, back to your point. Yeah. It's like, how much do you say at what point? Because I said about you, but I kind of want to, like, I want to share my my journey with people because it's a fundamental part of my existence yeah absolutely absolutely yeah yeah if you you want to know me you've got to know about this it's not like you take it or leave it deal it's a package deal yeah yeah and but yeah it's really hard to know how much to drop in at what point it's a really it's a minefield sometimes i think maybe i should just make up an alter ego for these kind of parties where i'm like yep i'm gareth and i'm an accountant yeah (laughs) that's it i'm a social pariah for a very different reason but at least i don't have to field so many questions one of the things I find when I go to parties, um, which is not, I'd say that as if I go to loads of parties, it's happened about twice in a year. But when I <laughs> when I go to them, I do find myself just being sort of drawn to other parents of neurodivergent kids. I don't know if you have that. I just find them in a room. I don't know how, 
that is yeah i i found that as well and that that's a that's a really interesting point like i again like like yourself i i have not been to many parties for the last few years but i can think of two in the last two years that i've been to but yeah i've ended up in a super deep conversation with either a parent of a kid with disabilities or a parent who is themselves neurodivergent or has experienced something like that within their close circle and it's like how how does that gravitational pull work? I don't know. I don't. It get is that. interesting, though, isn't it? And you—it's you... really interesting. And it's the same with that kids. Like they gravitate towards other kids who work on that same neuro level that they do. Yeah. And it's like it's really interesting. And I don't know why that is. I'd I'd love to know more I about think that. We're just giving us some kind of pheromone that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's you probably know. feces. I think is what it is. It's it's like, like, oh it's... yeah, he shat himself. This parent smells faintly of shit. He's my kind of guy. Yeah, come over here. Let's talk. (laughs) Let's talk. You've got that similar sort of moderately far away look in your eye, like you've seen some horrors. (laughs) Yeah, that Vietnam (laughs) stare, like, oh my God. (laughs) But I actually quite like that. That's, you know, I I enjoy kind of, these conversations are really important to me now. They, I didn't think they would be, but to, talking to parents, um, it's like Heidi Maver said in the um, in the honesty episode about uh, autistic people kind of uh, bond over their shared childhood trauma, mm-hmm. um, and it's like I think neurodivergent parents sort of bond over our difficulties and and the, the challenges that we've had because we get it, we understand it. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I, maybe you feel the same on this, but. I, I, I'm done with small talk with, with people. I've got no time for having a long-winded conversation about nothing with someone. So I think this is part of the reason why you gravitate to other people with a similar shared experience, because you know you can actually have a meaningful conversation about something you've been through. Yeah. And even with re- like really good friends of mine, it's like they you know get together, people talk shit for the whole night, whatever it is. And I, I find myself just not getting involved in that because... I'm just done with with talking nonsense. I've done enough of that in my life, right? I've yes. talked a lot of bullshit in my life. <laughs> I just got to the point where it's like I'd rather talk about something a bit more meaningful, like this is my experience, this is what I've been through. Like, what's your experience? Like, how did that make you feel? And try yes. and understand yeah, yeah. that a bit more. And I don't know if that's aging or our experience or a combination of both. I don't know what it is, but it's 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 quite weird. Yeah, it is. And I think that there is a moment where you sort of mention that you have neurodivergent kids where that conversation can go one of <laughs> one of five <laughs> ways, basically. Yeah. One, one way is that like very often you'll you'll say that and then it'll just get really awkward because they have no idea what to do with that. Do you know what I mean? They, oh, they, that's nice. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it's not nice. It's it's awful. I'm sure, but don't tell me about I it. Don't I don't mean awful. Like, I'm not yeah, saying your kids yeah. are awful. No, 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 no. And it gets yeah. really awkward. I'm keen Love to avoid it. those ones. Um, <laughs> the other one that you get is they respond with pity, which is oh. I don't, I don't want, I don't need your pity. I'm yeah. very used to my setup. It's what it it is what it is, and I've adapted, yep. and 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 I'm I'm I love my kids, and they're amazing, and I'm delighted to be in this family. Um, I don't need pity, but I get where it's coming from. I understand that at least. Um, the other one is that you get like they fire loads of questions at you, which again yeah. I'm just like, oh, I 
like you know they just want to know more and more and more and depending on my mood i can either tolerate that or not yeah uh and then the worst one i get is where they try and relate even though they have no experience of it where (laughs) and and where they go oh yeah like my my sister's partner's ex-girlfriend is autistic (laughs) or something like really yeah (laughs) great that makes us practically like married now that's Great. wonderful so you're you know you're one of us then yeah um <laughs> well done I, I i that i i hate those ones but and i know that they're just saying it to try and have something to say it's a it's a, yeah. a way of connecting to go oh okay you know we have this thing but really i just just don't um but yeah. occasionally you'll say that and then they'll go yeah my my child is autistic i'm like sweet and you'll be like oh awesome. <laughs> let's get a drink let's go find yeah, a corner yeah, yeah. somewhere <laughs> You're my guy. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Exactly. Exactly <laughs> that. Yeah. When you when you find that person, it's great because all any social barrier is instantly removed, and you're like, oh my god, we can just totally talk freely about all of the fucking shit we're dealing with on a daily basis. That is that is really nice. That's a really nice experience. We need to have some kind of secret sign so that we can recognise other. <laughs> maybe we just wear we need... lanyards and then it could be the lanyards, or maybe we need to like the Freemasons' ideology. Maybe we can build <laughs> secret that into handshake. It. Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> part of it. There's something that we could do to make it like people want to be part of this group. There's another aspect of of, of social isolation and and solitude as a parent of neurodivergent kids. And again, I don't know if everyone feels this, but sometimes. I feel kind of pretty lonely in my own home, surrounded by my kids. I don't know if you have that. I I think, I think, I don't know if I experience it in the same way that you experience it, but yeah, I've had moments where it's like, yeah, I, I don't quite know what's going on anymore. And I'm just like this weird person in this weird environment. I don't know if that's the same as you, but I've definitely felt lonely in, it's in a, that it's home a, environment. It's a social thing where like, like I'll try and st- strike up a conversation with my kids and it's just painful because they're not great at conversation right so it's not like a two-way back and forth thing I'm like no one actually shows any interest in me as a human <laughs> do you know what I mean they don't care who this guy is as long as he makes dinner they don't they're not <laughs> curious about who I am like they're not interested in my life experiences at all they just want to know if they can have screen time <laughs> so you know, I'll sit them down and try and tell them about an actual thing I did or a country I visited, and they just they just walk off. It's like, you, I'm, <laughs> like I'm just there going, I used to be someone, guys. Yeah, I used to have a life. <laughs> Do you know what I've accomplished? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Well, we, I, I have that to a degree as well. Like, I think, my, my, as I said, I think, 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 think. My son's neurotypical, but. Uh, he's two. He's four years old, right? You're not going to have a salient conversation with a four-year-old. No, <laughs> it's like, how was your day? Too far is pretty much how the conversation goes. That's it. Is that so. you or him? Uh, it's, it's, it depends on the mood. To be fair, it's a little bit of both. But... <laughs> got to get to their level sometimes. You've got. You've got to stoop. You've got to stoop to rise. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Now, um, I like to look at the positive side of, of this as well. It's very important to kind of look at the positives. Um, and what one we've already kind of touched on is that we don't necessarily have to keep people around that we don't want to keep around. But also, sometimes, I will admit, I have used my kids to get out of doing stuff I don't want to do. 
socially. That, Have you ever done that? Oh, fuck yes. It's brilliant. It's like, sorry, I can't make it because, yeah. No, our daughter would not tolerate that. It wouldn't happen. No, it's the not perfect chump card because what kind of arsehole would call you out on it? It's, exactly. It, it's really good. And yeah, it, it works in both social and work situations as well oh, sometimes nice. as well. So yeah, it's it's great. It's yeah, they 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 are good cards to pull in that in that regard, yeah. I mean we don't get many benefits. No, no, there aren't. And but that is definitely a positive. The other sort of positive that I wanted to convey to people is that I and it's it, it's something that we touched on in most episodes of Neurochambles, but meeting up with other parents of neurodivergent kids is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, not not just sort of cornering the person in the bar when you're at a party, but actually <laughs> sort of go looking online and finding those local meetups because there are we're very well served for that in Brighton. Um, yeah, and I was talking to Angie Belchin and, and um, in the last episode. There's loads of stuff in Bristol. Wherever people are, there there should hopefully be a, a local kind of um, meetup or at least an online forum or some kind of uh, social media group that you can uh, meet with like-minded people because it's really important that that is where you can be fully accepted for who you are and what mm-hmm. your setup is and you find like-minded people who also want to make that connection. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. There's, yeah, like you say, we, we're pretty blessed in Brighton. There's a lot of those groups here to do that with be it just parents or parents and kids and and having that is is, is so critical that's uh that's our school gate bonding right that's that's our yes, time to yes. yeah to just get together with people and just have conversations without any bullshit surrounding it it's like you know how when you you know you meet someone at the school gate and you say how you doing it's like oh it's fine it's, yeah good great day you meet someone in a meetup environment with a with a kid who's neurodivergent it's like how you doing but like, man it's been rough it's been like <laughs> it's been yeah brutal. I, yeah and you have a genuine honest conversation with that person and that's so yeah. much more valuable than an asinine school gate conversation yeah agree yes totally agree yeah um, you know which is one of the reasons that i wanted to do neuroshambles it is because i wanted these little secret lives of people that they don't feel like uh, 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 heard. They think they might be the only people that are experiencing this. I'm one of them. You know, I was trying to yep. have these conversations and not finding a home for them and just being a bit of a social outcast. So I wanted to get these stories out there and, and go, oh, actually, yeah, that happens to me as well. And that's that's an experience that I've got. And it just makes it um, a much more kind of accessible to people who might not have that, um, Love it. that support. Love it. I guess. Not Superb. that this is support in any way, by the way. It's, it's, it's therapy. It's just me therapy. moaning. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. It's just an old man moaning into a microphone. <laughs> Hoping, I don't know who I, listens. I, well, you do, apparently. I, I, I'm, I'm on board, and I, I pass it on to a lot of neurotypical parents. They're like, this is quite funny. I quite like this. Oh, so, good. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it rings true to a lot of people. Yeah, it's, it's human and it's authentic, and that's a big deal, I think. Yeah, I, I will drink to that. It's not all rubbish. So this is the it's not all rubbish section. We're going to be looking at some some of the positives uh, of our lives at the moment, uh, starting with neurodiversity champions. Um, Sam, do you have any neurodiversity champions for us? Yeah. So um, one of the one of the groups we're part of um, is uh, well, it's, it's not a group. It's it's actually the the Brighton Hove Albion Football Club. They do oh, now with the Alvin the Community Outreach, where they do uh, a football class on Sunday mornings. And it's for, eight, I think the age range is five to nine. 
and it's any kid with a physical or neuro disability and the the diversity in that group is fucking awesome there's there's the hyper autistic kid who's just sprinting laps around the room there's my <laughs> my daughter with her walking frame playing football there's the uh, kid with down syndrome who's just playing basketball it's just such an awesome array <laughs> of neurodiversity it's fucking great i love and it and they manage these kids and they arrange they organize matches and this oh it's so good so yeah i would highly recommend any parent who's got a kid with a neurodivergence to to look into that if you just google um uh, Albion, the community it takes place um, at the Sussex Uni Sports Hall, but they also do sessions at the Brighton Hove training facility in Lansing. So you actually get to train on the pitches. Amazing. And it's awesome. It's very, Otto, very cool. Otto did the, there was a summer one. They do it in the summer holidays as well. That's he right. He did yeah, that yeah, one and yeah. he absolutely loved it. I didn't know they did the Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's very cool. Oh, I'll, I'll get him back. Um, the other the, the other neurodiversity champion I wanted to mention um, is a place called Jumping Fun in Burgess Hill. Do you know it, Sam? <laughs> yes, I know Jumping Fun. <laughs> it's like it's like walking into an aircraft hangar in hell is the only way I can describe it. But it's so good for kids. It's awesome. So what it is, it's a, it's basically a yeah like an aircraft hangar but full of bouncy stuff. Boun- like there's a huge inflatable. Uh, assault course basically it's like imagine sort of total wipeout meets a giant bouncy castle um and there's stuff to climb on and uh now normally it there it's absolutely rammed with kids herring around and it's super busy but they have uh send sessions uh on on i think I, th- I think it was a Thursday morning, something like that. Basically, look it up on the website. But there's a session where there's just a, a lot fewer people, and awesome. uh, there's not like pumping drum and bass music going on. <laughs> uh, so it's a bit more. I mean, you know, the downside is that uh, that I have to go on there with them, and it is a downside because I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> like chasing them around Uh, but it's really fun because they love it they get to just completely go wild there's not too many people so they don't get overwhelmed um the one (laughs) the one slight downside was that we just Jay suggested playing hide and seek 15 minutes before the end. I'm like, 15 minutes? I I can find him in 15 minutes, surely, right? Now, we'd previously had a conversation where he was like, I'm not going to go in that bit by the ball pit because there's this little um, castle thing. He was like, that's too claustrophobic for me. I don't like enclosed spaces. Cut to like 20 minutes later when the session has ended and all of the other people are coming on onto it and i still can't find jay and i've got the other two and otto is getting really worried because he thinks jay's been taken or whatever he's catastrophizing it all um india just wants to go home uh and i can't find jay i'm like asking people to try and find him and i was just about to get them to put an announcement out for him bearing in mind he's not going to listen to that is he? He's in his own <laughs> yeah, world. It's yeah. not like he's going to hear his name and go, oh, that's me. He's just going to be in his own world. He just kind of turns up and goes, didn't find me, did you? I was like, fuck's sake, where were you? And it's like, I was in the in the bit that I said was claustrophobic. I was tricking you. I was like, oh. Oh, God. So we've got that to contend with now for the future consideration. Lovely. Yeah. Oh, God. So, uh, but we had a really fun time and I recommend it. Amazing. So the one that we went to is in Burgess Hill, but they also have them in Salisbury, Derby, Rochester and Cheltenham. I'm uh, I'm sure it's kind of changed so that they'll probably have the same uh, send session. So definitely worth a look because it's really fun. Tiny Epic Wins. 
Okay, we're going to look at some tiny epic wins. Uh, do you have any tiny epic wins for us this week, Sam? Yeah, I, again, super tiny in the global neurotypical world, enormous in our existence. Um, our daughter managed to get a T-shirt on all by herself. Oh, which amazing. Is, yeah, which I, I know it doesn't sound like a huge amount to anyone, but that's taken about three years of getting her to understand how arms go through holes and how to lay the t-shirts and the labels at the back and managing to do that herself. So now she can actually do that herself in the morning. And that's like step one of maybe eight steps of getting herself dressed. That sense of achievement for her must be incredible. uh, It's it's amazing. Yeah. She's like, okay, maybe there is, there is a world where she can be like independent. Yeah, of course. So it opens up things. That was a huge win. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Huge win, yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna log that. Yeah, Thank definitely. You. That was That's big. a huge win. Well done. Um, our tiny epic win. It's not. It's not that great. <laughs> we've we've just we found a TV program we could all watch together as a family without having massive arguments. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> we've really got into that's a that's a big win. Oh my god, that's huge. We've really got into gladiators. <laughs> I, it's funny you should say that because at the, um, the the latest Brighton Albion disabled community football I went to, there was two other parents who said that there that the gladiators was the big thing yeah, in their family. I don't know why that they all bonded around. Yeah, and it's, yeah. we've never had that. There's always an argument, and there's always Jay going, "This is too babyish," or "This is you know, this is rubbish." Um, but he he loves loves it on one level. I think um, Otto and India love it on another level, and and I love it just because it's you know it's old school, right? <laughs> I grew, yeah, I grew yeah, up yeah, watching gladiators. gladiators. I mean, it's you know, it's so it's amazing. Yeah, so that's uh, that is. I'm going to take that as a tiny epic win. What the flip? Okay, um, it's the what the flip moments now. These are these are the moments that you will uh, often encounter with uh, neurodivergent kids, where they say things which completely flummox you, um, and you don't really know how to respond to that. So, uh, have you? Do you have any what the flip moments typically with your lot? Um, I, I've got two at the moment okay. with our daughter. Um, one is that we talking about like future life and you know what do you want to do when you grow up and what would you like to be like what job do you like to do and our daughter came out with when i grow up i'd like to be a cave lady and it's like okay the lady i love the lady bit yeah because it's such an elegant existence right it's like i've got no idea what that means so it was like okay cool we'll work on that we'll build towards that one and the next one is because like she she's getting getting quite into to words and playing with letters and words. She started to talk a lot in in just abbreviations. Okay. So, which yeah. So started off with like you know instead of saying morning dad, it would just be MD. But now <laughs> it's got to the point where I've come downstairs in the morning and I actually write it down because it was just so complex and I got greeted with. C-I-H-A-B-E-A-S-F-B. And it's like, <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? And it's like, and so and it, it turned out she was asking for, can I have a boiled egg and soldiers for breakfast? Oh but she's God. just abbreviating the entire sentence. It's like, this is at like 6.15 in the morning. It's like, I cannot deal with this. I cannot deal with this. I hope you did respond with WTF. I know, it's just like... Uh, why? What? What the flip? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh my god. 
So there's a lot of <laughs> that going funny. on at the moment, which is quite, which is, which is quite beautiful in its own way to deal yeah. with. But, but just takes a lot of <laughs> mental power from you to try and decipher. But God, yeah. Yeah. Fun times. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so the what the flip moments I've had uh, this week. I had um, one from Jay where we were uh, we were playing a video game, and before we started, he went, "If you even try to beat me, I'm going to cut off your big toe, then stitch it back on, so you have minor nerve damage." <laughs> <laughs> I love the specificity in that. That is excellent. <laughs> Only minor. He's going to stitch it back yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Just... yeah. I'm a very good surgeon and I'll make sure it's just minor, not major. <laughs> he genuinely would believe that he's a very good surgeon as well, having never done it. Um, <laughs> uh, the other one was when um, I was trying to... Uh, he He doesn't like taking advice on anything it's 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 a challenge um so i will try and explain something to him and he doesn't want to hear it and i tried i tried to sort of teach him how to do something and he went i don't want you to explain something to me that's as boring as moldy cheese that's decomposing and being digested by a rock grub <laughs> God, it's not a question about that he's it's like he doesn't script these things these are just off the top of his head and he gets so like yeah it's so withering his put downs these are brilliant words your kid has these are beautiful i love it i love it what the fuck is a rock grub <laughs> i don't know but i want to meet it um and then the other what the flip moment was like it was from otto this week um where he was he's got really into table tennis and just like he goes into the living room and just bashes a table tennis, a ping pong ball around uh, around the <laughs> living room. And I just heard some crashing. And he came in quite sheepishly and he went, Daddy, I hit a tennis ball onto the third shelf. And when I went to get it back, I knocked a painting down. And when I went to pick it back up, I knocked another painting down. So now there are two <laughs> paintings down, but I got the ball. <laughs> like, okay. And you're like, well done. Well done, you. <laughs> Let's yeah. celebrate that win, shall we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whilst, whilst having to salvage the paintings that yeah. you knocked. I'll just knocked. go tear up the glass. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. <sighs> it's just our life, isn't it? So that's that's it for this this episode of Neuro Shambles. Um, before we go, I just wanted to to uh, talk to you uh, a little bit about your book, Sam, because uh, Sam is an author and he's written a wonderful book called Lender Hand, uh, written by Samuel Wilson uh, and beautifully illustrated by David Ramsbottom. I love those illustrations. Um, published by Little Steps Publishing, um, and it is just wonderful it promotes inclusion and diversity which i think is little steps publishing's kind of thing isn't it i think yeah they, they've got a uh let's say a nod towards that and yeah that was um just to kind of as quick as i can give the backstory on that yeah so please do we, we um we i wrote that book with with david um over lockdown over zoom um just when yeah the world was fucking carnage and no one knew what was <laughs> happening and i i was living in a in a two-bedroom gardenist flat with two kids and a dog trying to think about what the fuck is going on in the world um and we decided we knew that there was a lot of charities were struggling to get any funds because it was just a very difficult time for them um so we figured let's write a book um for two charities that have helped uh, our family immensely and that's amaze in brighton mm -hmm. who are, i'm sure you know amaze and i volunteer with amaze and their befriending team and there's another charity called Whoops-A-Daisy who help kids with physical disabilities um, 
uh, in Brighton. So uh, we figured let's write a book and see if we can just raise some funds for these ki- for these charities. And it did really well um, off the launch. So we launched it on Kickstarter. I think it raised about twenty grand initially. Oh wow! The launch. Well done. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. Yeah, thank you. It was really really successful. Um, and then ended up going into a bidding war between a bunch of publishers, and we and we signed with this publisher. And it got launched officially as a public book in December. Yeah, December 23. Um, and that was the backstory in it. And yeah, the book is about um, just a really simple story of like helping other people make the world a better place. And yeah. no matter who you are, if you're neurotypical, neurodivergent, physically typical, physically altered, it doesn't matter. It's just that, yeah, making, making uh, the world a better place and helping other people is a, is a really good thing to do. And that was a message we wanted to get across to, to, to kids. Yeah, it was wonderful. And I mean, it, it looks amazing. So, and that's available on, on uh, Little Steps Publishing's website, but also Amazon and, and Amazon, Waterstones, WH Smith. Take, you know, yeah. Take, I mean, does anyone buy anything at WH Smith anymore? Does that exist? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Apparently still we're still holding on. They're still holding cool. on. Okay. Yeah. Get it, get it, get it, get it in there. Make them survive a bit longer. Yeah. Buy it from that place. <laughs> Um, so I'll put a link to to the book in the uh, in the show notes. So if anyone's interested in that, you can click on that and have a look at it. But it is it's wonderful. While we're here, I'll also mention the socials for Neuroshambles. We're on Facebook and Instagram and Reddit and Threads. If you could just spread the word, tell other people about it, um, that'd be wonderful. Um, if you want to give it a rating, that would also be great because it, it boosts it in the algorithms and more people find it. Um, other than that, all that remains for me to say is, uh, Sam, thank you so much for, for uh, getting me out of my social isolation. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Mark. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah, for having me on. I've loved it. Uh, loved every second. And uh, thank you to the audience for listening to this and continuing to support us. It's, uh, it's, it's very much appreciated. And all that I will say now is have a nice life. Bye.